The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. I play Jeff Cockthunder, a Goliath Barbarian. My name is Sam. I play Fjordan Frankentrees, and I am a Hill Dwarf Druid. My name is Jerry. I play Peter McMoist, a Drow Bard. Last time on the Very Good Adventuring Team. The boar hunt quest was decided upon. Wasting no time, they hunted down those boars and were swiftly able to defeat them. The boars were brought back to the wilder people and the gang claimed their rewards. Bjorten volunteered some of his time to helping the wilder people. The two boar heads were hung in the courtesy gobble and our heroes went on about their business. We join them now as they decide what to do next. Well, all right, VGAT fans, we are coming at you from all of our individual places as we social distance and do our best to continue delivering the VGAT that you so know and love. Please forgive us as there will be some differences in audio quality and other things that are happening, but you know, we're all just doing our best right yeah right doing doing our best fucking doing our best well uh i guess uh everything else is still normal though because here we are with our uh fucking man it's been a long time since we played and i just my fucking head is all over the place but what i can tell you for sure as we begin today's recording session that There are two quests sitting in the job board. There is protection services, as we've talked about so many times before. I don't feel like I need to rehash that one. Mm -hmm. And uh, there is So Spice. And uh, I will tell you guys that if protection services doesn't happen in this particular recording session, uh, that will just get removed from the the list as it has gone too long and will expire. (gasps) I didn't know they expire. Oh, well, yeah. I, would, I mean, these people would probably do their quests without us. And so I'm wondering what would happen if they didn't get the protection service. Would they just die? What are these quests? Wow. They're tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe you mean scramatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why tomatoes was the first thing that popped into my head for things that go bad. 
I like regular tomatoes don't seem to go bad terribly fast unless they're organic, in which case they are withered and rotten by the time they reach the end of the conveyor belt at the store. Yeah. Didn't the Simpsons do a joke about that? Probably. What are these quests or organic spring greens that you buy from the store? Did we buy these quests at Trader Joe's? <laughs> the one thing that always goes bad for me are like lettuce type stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Spinach, like especially. Oh my goodness. Spinach or like anything mixed with like the red, uh, the red cabbage or the red leafy stuff. That the red stuff always goes bad first and then ruins all the other greens. That's why. You never eat red things. Are they are they, are they up there with blue things? <laughs> I don't know. Almost no. all the good things to eat are red. That just makes me think of super bad, where he's like, you know what kind of foods are the best foods? Or, or no, wait, what does he say? Do you know what foods are dick-shaped? All the best foods. All the best foods, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm thinking of all the dick-shaped foods I can eat. <laughs> I think he lists off a pretty good chunk of them. Hot dogs. Corn cobs, bratwurst, bratwurst. Uh huh. Egg. Well, I don't really eat a lot of eggplants. All right. <laughs> there's well, there's plenty uh, of uh, comprehensive list of foods that look like dicks, and they're <laughs> and they're ranked. <laughs> what do you mean ranked? I don't know. That seems subjective. Number one is the burrito. Well, what, wait, the wait, wait. Burrito. What's the ranking criteria? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Best dick-shaped foods. <laughs> but yeah, next got a point. Is it ranked according to taste or how much Shape it is shaped like a dick? Okay, I think you guys are asking a little too much of, you know, fucking the internet here. I think the we internet. need to rewrite the list. I think we need to ask more of the internet. Number three is Gogurt. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that not number one? That makes sense. <laughs> Just because it comes in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> number 13 is actual penises. <laughs> That's not oh, a point. No. Number 13. <laughs> Did Jeffrey Dahmer write the list? <laughs> yeah, seriously, so have actual foods. Oh, a wiener is the tastiest part of a person. <laughs> I don't recognize a lot of things on this list. What's a borek? Not to Google. A borek? That's like Belarus for a penis. <laughs> it's Let me see a borek. <laughs> it's actually, it looks Turkish. I think it's Turkish. A Turkish penis? Uh, this? Well, I suppose. Okay. The, so number 32 is Mentos. Only while still in the packaging. Well, okay, that list is fucked. Yeah, this list is dumb. Whoever made this is probably making a lot more money than we are, so... Stupid fortunate. We can make such better penis lists. Yeah. Okay, fine. Go. And, and I'm going to. We're we doing it? Oh, okay, good. Number I mean, one. We could, we could play D&D. &D. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, let's do that. Cheese. Instead. <laughs> <String cheese. laughs> That is pretty good. That's it. That's uh, the first and last entry on the list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we in character? Let's do some goddamn questing. Let's do some goddamn questing. I am requesting your questing. 
I think we should we should do this protective service. I'm I'm worried these guys are gonna go out on their own and they're they're do not gonna make these, it. Do we even know these people? Who's House Philrath? Phil Philrath. That sounds Phil. elvish. Yeah. I mean, conveniently, if you click on protection services, there's a link. Oh no, I didn't like that one. Let me fix it real quick. I'll fix it. I'll fix it. <laughs> I, I like how you're like conveniently moron. There is a link. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading. I clicked on that and I was reading it. There you go. If you close it and reopen it, now there's a link. Okay. That's, Here we are. Let's show this one to you too. Boom. Now you can see Frederick Philrath. I don't oh. like the sound of that. Frederick Philworth. That's oh. a mouthful. Philrith. Philrith. Frederick Philrith. Hirsch Philrith. Well, I don't know anything about these people, but I'm inclined to go ahead and help them anyway. Oh no, I don't like the look of him. For the listener at home, House Philrith is a house of humans, and we haven't learned much more about them yet, but... Uh, you can see that uh, the patriarch of House Philrith, I chose a picture of, uh, oh, what's his name? Is it Tywin Lannister? You? Yep. What's uh, that actor's name? It's something dance, isn't it? I have no idea. Where are we currently? I would say you guys are, let's say you're sitting at the bar uh, of the Sneaky Brisket and you're, you're discussing what to do with your life. <laughs> Is the job board at the Sneaky Brisket? Well, the job board is just like a list of things that you guys know can happen. So it's jobs from all over the place. Yeah, sometimes it's like word of mouth and we're telling each other, right? Is that how I yeah, got Yeah, like it? you guys know about the protection services, maybe like through somebody at the City Watch. Yeah, so do any of us know about House Philrith at all? Well, do why feel? don't y'all give me a little, uh, give me a little uh, history roll and we'll see where that comes out. See who knows all anything. Don't right. show us how to... Out of practice, I am. I didn't even have my fucking character sheet up yet. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you don't play for what forty days. Ooh, I just yeah. looked around. I actually looked around my table for dice. these things? <laughs> <laughs> I can fucking send you guys home with some dice next time. <laughs> no, I should support a local community. We just need some recorded dice sounds that we can just play. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be a little disappointing to not hear the dice. I mean, I've got some dice. I always have some dice by me. This is gonna sound terrible, though. Well, that's, that's not bad. That's not bad. Wait, maybe if I put a book under it. I have dice in the house for noises. <laughs> just, just for noises. I just keep. <laughs> well, they don't even all, have numbers on them. They're all d six. So history is that. Yeah, let me get that oh, history that roll. Shit. Look at that shit. Yeah, Dude. likewise. Rattle, 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 rattle. <laughs> oh, a 20. <laughs> well, I mean, we did tell our listeners that we're recording remotely, so I think they know we're rolling in, deep, or in uh, roll 20 now. Well, well now they do. Nah, yeah, I'm the one that fucking spoiled the magic like an asshole. So we break got... character. It's like, it's like being at Disneyland. Never break character. Dude. I love watching those videos of like people when like, you know, Goofy trips over a soda can and his head falls off and all the kids start like screaming and crying. (laughs) I've never seen those videos.
So you guys are sitting in the bar of the sneaky brisket. Duga is there giving you, you know, his uh, his beer that you guys delivered not terribly long ago. And uh, you guys are discussing what you're going to do. What are what are you going to do? You're going to do this? Uh, oh wait, well, I'm sorry. I'm actually yeah. I'm I'm off off my own base here because you guys rolled some history. Yes, we did. And Sam, Josh, both rolled some baller history rolls. Uh, that's a twenty-one and a twenty. Natural twenties, baby. Jerry, not so much with a nine. That's all right. We won't dwell on that. On your natural failures. nine. <laughs> a natural, all natural nine. I mean, why do you suck at rolling? That's the story of my life. What do you want me to do? Not suck. I can't. I can't not suck, guys. <laughs> How do I get better at it? I don't know. Mm, probably some voodoo and magic. Well, that popping noise? That was me opening wine for Sarah. That's what Ooh. I thought that was, but I don't know if you did like. <laughs> yeah, nope. That was me opening wine because I have the bottle open here for my six pack. <laughs> Did you do it with a sword? Uh, <laughs> like a true romantic? No, I didn't. Not the courtship phase is over, so now it's just regular wine openers. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. There's no excuse to not open wine with a sword. Don't you keep a ceremonial sword with you at all times, just in case? It's in yeah. the other room. Also, oh, you're a you're a vegan. I was going to say. Also, how do you carve your meat without a meat sword? <laughs> I'm sorry, meat sword. That just has a different connotation. I guess you've been a vegetarian for a really long time, but like when you go to Fogo or whatever, they have like swords they cut your meat off with. Oh yeah, I don't want that at all. <laughs> why? Why is your knife so big? What you mean, this meat sword? <laughs> It's to cut your meat off with. Just to keep, <laughs> cut your meat off with. <laughs> you gotta be careful. So I slam my drink down on the table and I say, let me tell you about House Philrith. Let you tell you about House Philrith. So what you know with these, with the two 20s that got rolled, I think you guys know a good deal. Oh, you okay. know that the head of the Philrith household is Frederick Philrith, which is definitely hard to say. You know that this is a family of humans. You know that the wife of Frederick Philrith is June Philrith, and she is unfortunately deceased and has been for some time. The Philriths had a daughter, Zoe Philrith, and he uh, had a he. And Zoe is married to a young man named Hirsch Philrith. I would like to pop up some pictures for you guys. There's a little bit of Zoe Philrith. I don't know who that is. Here's a little bit of June Philrith. And here's a little bit of Hirsch Philrith. (laughs) (laughs) That was unexpected. (laughs) (laughs) Were the other ones just stock photos or what? Uh, No, June Philrith is an actress. um, And her name is escaping me right now. Um, Oh, Lord. She was in some movie that I was watching when I was building all these characters. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so June Philrith is this like classy black and white photo of this actress. Conveniently, uh, that actress has a daughter. And so I used the the picture of her daughter for uh, 
Zoe Philareth, the daughter of June Philareth. Oh, it's not the uh, other way around? Huh? Zoe, no. Zoe, Zoe Phil, uh, Philareth is the older of the two? Uh, Zoe, no, no, you had it right in your head. Zoe is the, the younger, daughter, both uh, in real life, and she is the daughter in the game. Okay, of June. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I know. Oh, hang on. Wait, I can figure this out because I know that they were in the movie, the movie About Time, which if you guys haven't seen the movie About Time, it is an amazing love story that makes me want to cry almost every time I watch it. Oh, I've seen that movie. I thought you were going to say it's about time you saw this movie. (laughs) Oh, Oh, come on. Missed opportunity. Ah, we do Uh, love puns. Uh, is this her? Lindsay Duncan? Yes. Lindsay Duncan plays uh, the main character's mother. Uh, her her, t- <laughs> her name in the movie is actually Mum. How British. So these are mother and daughter in real life and in our adventure mm-hmm. here? Yes, I'm trying to remember Lindsay's daughter's name. So uh, does the male suitor take the name of the female? And marriage. So an interesting point. I'm glad you brought that up. We'll return to House Philrith history in just a moment. But you guys know that a part of marriage between the royal and noble houses, well, not really royal. There's, these aren't specifically royalty. Uh, but a part of the negotiation in marriages between the noble houses in this and other towns is whose last name is going to be taken. And... Typically, the house that has the most like property and status and wealth is the name that gets taken. In this particular case, the Philrith family was significantly more rich and wealthy and property owning, and so Hirsch abandoned his last name to become a Philrith. Well, that makes sense. That makes okay. sense in real life, too. Yeah. I don't know if it would be more or less fucked up than the way we do it now, but... It would be less fucked up. Because let's say you got a family of like a... Well, it should just be talked over anyway, really. Like, it shouldn't be weird. Well, my wife kept her last name, and actually most of the people that I know these days seem to have gone with just, you know, your last name's your last name, and it doesn't change when you become someone else's property. I mean, spouse. Well, anywho, so that is a new thing that you... about the is here in Terragard and in the surrounding region. And, of course, none of you are really from Noble Houses, so you probably wouldn't know much about that. But you do know that that's a thing that happens. So why don't these uh, people have guards of their own for this protection service? They do have guards of their own. They're apparently just looking for more guards. Oh, okay. Or additional guards or separate guards. Can't wait to meet Hirsch. When do we get to meet Hirsch? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so to conclude the history of the house before you go on your way, uh, you guys know that these are, um, it is a family of traders and merchants. That's kind of been what their, um, their family is, is all about overland trade, caravans and such things like that. And, uh, you do know, I will give you as an extra bonus that, uh, um, because of the two natty twenties that got rolled earlier. You know that the patriarch of House Philrith, um, Frederick, thinks Hirsch Philrith, his son-in-law, is a fucking idiot and hates him. No, by that picture that you showed us? Oh, I forgot to describe that picture. It's it's a picture of, uh, oh shit, what's his name in the movie? Lord Christmas. (laughs) 
It's a picture of uh, Jim Carrey's character from Dumb and Dumber with a pigeon on his head. Christmas. Lord Christmas. <laughs> that is a... I, I love that Samson's Watson. Samsonite. So close. He's got, he's got that amazing, amazing haircut. Flat across bowl. So those are the things you know about House Philrith. You also know that it is a house of, uh, of pretty decent wealth. Um... And uh, and you know that they're looking for some uh, some protection services. So what would y'all like to do about that? Well, um, I don't. Well, I know of them. I've never met them myself. So I would uh, I'd be into looking at the nobles. I mean, I'm always looking to expand my bartering uh, connections. So I'd like to go meet them. Yeah, I'm game. Fifteen gold pieces. Fifteen gold pieces. Fucking right. Mm, Peter? Yeah, I'm in. Fucking right. Alright, Meta for a second. Are yeah. we at this point the very good adventuring team? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember when you guys were talking to uh, the lady when you uh, returned her uh, accessory. Oh, did we discuss that? Yep. Okay. We are officially yeah. that. We uh, stole a name from Ancient Lore. Oh, it? very good. <laughs> team of adventurers that we admired. I'm also going to slam my drink down, but it's actually just going to be a little tink compared to uh, to, compared to uh, Jeff. It's going to be like a tonk. <laughs> Try to be yeah. tough, but... As, as Jeff is drinking out of like a hollowed out log. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mine's like a, a thumbtack compared to. I do love that you guys picked two like... Well, <laughs> Opposite I guess the, the dwarf is like... Not none of them are like super small, but the, the Goliath is just always a funny contrast to should have been a, half, a halfling so I could like throw you at people. <laughs> I mean you still can, but you know what they say. You never toss a dwarf. That's a Lord of the Rings reference for you folks at home. Wait, is it actually? That's yeah, that, it was that big, right? Battle of Minas Tirith, I think it is. Yeah. Uh Battle of Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep, yes. That's what it was. Last time I got sick, I watched all three of those movies extended cut. Oh, oh. that's the only way to watch them. Yes. I can't watch them anymore. I cannot get past the whole Frodo and Samwise thing. Sam, <laughs> Sam, can't well, fucking not do it anymore. The end, I love you, Sam. <laughs> that's all. That's towards the end. I love you, Mister Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So you guys are. You're on your way to the house Philrith that, you know, well, the actual house that house Philrith resides in, in town here. You bang on the door, a servant answers. You explain that you're here to provide your services for this little escort mission. You are taken to a rather large, rather well-appointed study, offered refreshments, light refreshments, and told to wait for, uh, for Hirsch to arrive. <laughs> Can we get some refreshments here? Uh, make sure they're light refreshments. I only accept light refreshments, thank you. Mm-hmm. And then the, the the house servant has to like drag away the heavy refreshments. Oh man, <laughs> what is a heavy refreshment? <laughs> they pull. They instead of having a meat sword, they just pull out like the meat dagger or something like that. <laughs> Would you, would you like some heavy refreshments? And then they <laughs> indicate to a buffet, and it's just like slabs of meat and Guinness. 
<laughs> Those are heavy refreshments. <laughs> oh no, only light refreshments for me. Ugh, away with this carcass. Toss the points. <laughs> and they come back in with cucumber sandwiches on very light, frail bread and some lavender water or something. You enjoy some light refreshments. Eventually, Frederick Philrith makes his way into the room. He is a fast-moving man. Uh, as described earlier, he, uh, he is very reminiscent. Did I get the name right? Right? Is that Tywin Lannister? Yes. Oh, and I should have watched a, a clip of him so that I could get the voice right. Wait, hang on. Let me see if I can find something real quick. A very stern British voice. Oh, God. The first video clip that came up is of him ripping the intestines out of some animal. Yeah, when he's skinning that deer. And he's talking to Tyrion, is it? I don't know. I never, I never saw the series. Oh, Sam. I know. I'm just going to throw that out there now. I just, I didn't start and it was too late and I was embarrassed. It was like one of those times where everybody's talking about it. I'm just like, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. So I only listened to like a minute worth of him, but we'll give it a shot here. He gives you a sidelong look, not even quite actually making eye contact, but an appraising once over and goes back behind his great dark wooden desk, looks up at you all and says, I understand you're here to help me with my escorting. Oh, that's fucking terrible. I did such a bad job. He, what is he going to say? Uh, <laughs> like your voice high, high, but deep. <laughs> <It's what? laughs> and then make it loud, but soft. Okay? Yes. Yep. <laughs> Menacing, well, he's got, but inviting. He's, he's got that commanding, like, it's so not weird. worth getting, raising my voice to you, but like, I, I'm not going to be able to get like the cadence, right? You know, like the accent, but. Okay, you guys are sitting in the study of House Philrith, waiting for Frederick Philrith to come into the room. He opens the door, closes it behind him, makes a quick stride across the room, sits at his large wooden desk, uh, dark wooden desk, looks up at all of you and says, I understand you're here to help me with my son. Oh, wait, no, he would have said, I understand you're here to help me with my son in law. Uh, is that what we're doing? Uh, we just know it's a protection message. That's the only thing we've heard. Well, he certainly cannot protect himself. So why? I'm going to ask him what I was curious about before. Why are we not sending your own bodyguard? I figured you'd get a lot of help around here. We have a variety of other concerns right now and a variety of other shipments out. We just need a quick escort just outside of town. You'll ride out with him, make sure nothing happens to him. He is a bit of a simpleton. Stay for the meeting. It's a quick delivery, and then escort him back here. You know, uh, we could help you protect your daughter from bearing his children, if you know what I mean. Uh, a look crosses his face, and you're going to give me a charisma roll to tell me what that look is. Well, with an 11, you're not super convincing, and uh, the look that he gives you is one that says nobles deal with their own problems and keep your nose out of it. Um, but he's not like super pissed. He's just, he just kind of gives you a look of like, I'm incredulous that you would suggest such a thing. 
I think on uh, the other hand, you would see at least my face. It almost do uh, almost a side whip with my head to look at you. As I was not expecting that. I look at the ground, <laughs> mumble under my breath, and just say it. <laughs> he turns and looks back to Fjorten, who uh, who's been talking here for the majority of this little short meeting, and he says. I will provide all of you with horses. You can escort my son-in-law out to this meeting and return him safely, he says as he looks over at Jeff. Back to this house. Is this something that you think you are capable of? How big are your horses? (laughs) He leans back in his chair and looks up at you appraisingly, and he says, Oh, yes. I think we have something that'll fit under you. All right, sounds simple enough. (laughs) I would actually also ask, are we expecting any trouble? Uh, he says that, no, they're not expecting any trouble. It's it's like not terribly far outside of town, but it is still a, uh, a noble. And okay. well, you guys have been on the roads enough to know that there are uh, the occasional banditry yeah. groups and uh, goblins and Kenku and other such things. So, All right. so what's um, the destination? Uh, there's a clearing just outside of town. He says Hirsch knows the way to it and can guide you there. And then he pauses for a second and he says, well, hang on. He grabs you a little map, makes an X on it and says, just in case, and hands it to you. How useless says Hirsch. Like if we run into trouble, should we have him steer clear? Uh, like he says, he gonna, yes. He's not going to jump in and like hurt himself, is he? <laughs> He he like he does a little bit of a face palm for a moment. Or he do, or he does that uh like closes his eyes and puts two fingers up to a temple and he says I don't think he knows but his sword doesn't come out of the scabbard. Fair enough. <laughs> it's like screwed into the scabbard or something. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little little pin that goes through it. It's probably not there's probably not even a blade in there. It's just a scabbard on a on a with a, a hilt on the stuck on the end of it. Uh, I, I pictured in my head just somebody screwed a couple of tech screws into it, just like <laughs> shoddily. <laughs> or it's a, <laughs> no, it's like it's like at the fucking uh, the Renaissance Festival where they zip tie your. your... <laughs> <laughs> if only I had a knife to open this with. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a letter opener it's like the tiniest (laughs) blade you've ever seen (laughs) they've they've convinced him that it's like a magic blade or something will anybody else be joining us on this journey uh he says no no one else will be joining the people that you're going to meet any goods of value he says what you'll be helping him deliver is a delivery schedule you're actually going to go out to meet the iron brands uh which is a sort of it's a group that works with House Philrith uh, on a fairly regular basis, and they actually provide protection services for their carts and whatnot as they go longer, uh, longer distances. Okay. I don't know. There's a name for that, like when you provide, um, like an armed guard for longer journeys. Um, but it's not something that happens anymore. I'm almost thinking. Have you guys seen the movie Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Years ago. Yeah. That's like what uh, uh, fucking Lee Mubai and, and like the, the company he had worked for, that's what they did is they would escort shipments different places. I need to watch that movie again, man. I fucking love that movie. 
Hey there, VGAD friends. Thank you so much for joining us today. First and foremost, I would love to welcome Rowdy, Robbie, and Bryant to the ranks of our amazing and glorious patrons. You've earned yourselves a place in heaven, or at the very least, a better seat in hell. Your patronage stands out as a shining example of what the world could be if only the world were made of people as awesome as you. And that leads us to the main thing I'd like to talk to all of you about today in this here mid-roll. You've all heard more than enough about COVID-19 and from far more reliable sources than VGAT. Even if I had anything relevant to say, it would probably change or be outdated by the time you listen to this anyway. Here's what I can say for sure. This is really messing with people's employment and income. To each and every one of our patrons, or to anyone who is considering becoming a patron during this time, please, please, put yourselves, your loved ones, and your community first. We might be struggling with new ways to record and keep putting out episodes, but our hosting fees and all the rest are pretty affordable. As long as we can get together in at least some way, we will keep putting out episodes. We're grateful for everything you've done for us so far. Just keep listening, keep being patient with us while we figure this out, and stay safe and healthy. Friends, that's all I wanted to share with you today. Let's get back into the action. So yeah, anyway, the, the Iron Brands are organization that do long distance protection services. There's a fucking term for it. I can't think of it. Whatever. I'll look it up later. I would see and, if I can possibly uh, bargain for maybe a little more coin. It sounds like we're going there for 15. Can there any way we can come back for 15? Uh, why don't you give me a little persuasion roll? All right. And I mean, we're going to this house. He has a pretty nice desk. We got... Uh, any nice things going on here looking around he better pay up otherwise he's going to be filled with pain Ooh, that was bad i apologize <laughs> all right you're sick you're uh, sick <laughs> lord i apologize oh, lord i <laughs> apologize apologize so i'm trying to get to my uh sheet i was trying to remember get your sheet together there we are oh oh That'd be a nine. Did I hear a niner? You heard a... With a nine, uh, Mr. Philrith looks up at you, folds his hands in front of them, and says, My son-in-law is only so valuable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I say, I understand. And I say, I accept. Well, I guess... I would look at everyone and I say, we accept, because we came here, I suppose. He says, very good then. I will fetch Hirsch, and he will take you out to the stables to get horses and go. And he does. He gets up from his chair, walks around the desk. Um, he would, uh, he'd probably like put like uh, eight gold coins on the desk in front of you, Fjordan, uh, as like an upfront payment. And then walks on out. Eventually, having gathered uh, Hirsch and brought all of you out to the, the stables, uh, they get a nice fine 
horse for Fjorten. They get a nice fine horse for Peter, and uh, they get a very very large uh, like plow horse for uh, for Jeff. A descendant of Lenny the Dick, I hope. I mean, we can only hope that the lineage goes that far back. That it's that true. You lock eyes from across the barn, and it is though <laughs> your souls know each other. Jim the Dick. <laughs> <laughs> As they're bringing Jim the Dick out of his uh, his stall, he just like kicks over a trough of hay. <laughs> <laughs> should be Carl the Dick. Carl. Carl. Lenny and Carl, you know. Oh, yeah. Good. Coral. 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 But anyhow, having been outfitted with a bunch of horses, y'all set out on the road, and you get to meet Hirsch. Ooh. I'm excited to meet Hirsch. And uh, Hirsch, is, uh, Hirsch is like in the lead of your four-person caravan. And he's just like turning around in the saddle and smiling at you guys. And then eventually he turns around and he's like, Hey guys! Hey! Cool, you're coming with me. Who, who are you? Some guys. Cool. Cool. I'm immediately <laughs> just gonna ri- I'm immediately just gonna ride in front of him. <laughs> so he's in the behind me and then whatever else is in the line. He's gonna he's gonna try for a little bit to like keep in pace in front of you and like I don't know maybe you give him like a, a dirty look and he's oh oh okay okay uh, so you, oh, go on. you guys uh, you guys ride along the road for uh, it's probably did I define a distance here uh, you guys take a ride for about you know about a half day's ride outside of town or so um, maybe not quite that far uh, but you get outside of town a good distance right and eventually, Hirsch points to a little clearing on the side, and, uh, and it's like, "Whoa, we're here! <laughs> here we go!" And turns his horse down through this little uh, this little track on the side, and gets you guys a little ways into the woods. After you've been into the woods from the edge of it, maybe like five minutes or so, you come across a fairly large clearing. It's maybe forty feet across, and in the center of this is a small uh, a ring of like um, log stumps, you know, like you'd find for sitting around a campfire. And there's a little campfire with some meat roasting over it. And you see this individual. I'm going to pop up in your little windows for you. Oh, Parkins. Parkins. Hirsch says, Hey, Parkins. And Parkins says, mm, What do you got with you? And he says, Oh, some guys. And you so see before, before we go in, can we huh? see anyone on the outskirts of the uh, the clearing? Is Why don't it you give him? me a little perception check? All right, well, perception. All of us are just. just uh, uh, he's the only one that said he's looking. I uh, got a twenty-four. Ooh, a twenty-four is a good score, and you do notice. You're not sure how many, but there are definitely uh, a group of people in the woods around the clearing here. Okay, and uh, without, um, I would actually stop the group, and I would actually ask, who do you have here with you? Are you talking to Porkins? I am talking to Porkins. Well, you're talking to Porkins. <laughs> he, uh, he reaches down with his, uh, with his meat dagger and cuts a little slice of meat off the thing he's got roasting over the fire. 
leans back and starts chewing it, and he's he's a rather large individual. He's got a fedora hat and a stubby cigar. Takes a cigar out of his mouth and takes a little chew of meat, and he says, That's some friends keeping an eye on me. <laughs> do we we don't know his name is Parkins yet, do we? Oh yeah, yeah. As Hirsch came into the clearing, he uh, he called out that he called out, Hey Porkins. Oh, well, I'm going to be pretty much doubled over in laughter. Right <laughs> <laughs> While they're doing that, I'm going to try to keep my composure, but uh, I'm going to let it keep laughing. I just looked up Parkins. <laughs> For the folks at home who can't see these pictures, uh, I got a picture of... I got I to gotta look this guy's up. Uh, this guy's name. Is that the part. same Porkins? Yes. That's Where, why I'm what, laughing. Wait till you see what his name is. <laughs> what, uh, his real life name? Yeah. Uh, it is, it is good. I'm just trying to, trying to remember. Also, I, I never knew that the character's name is Jack Tano Porkins. I was just going to say that. Also, the Wikipedia page says, like the second sentence, Jack Tano Porkins, nicknamed Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> No way. His real name's William Hootkins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hootkins. Oh, he passed away recently. Well, not recently. His skill at low-altitude strafing runs and his rotund physique earned him the nicknames Belly Runner and Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> so while these so while my comrades uh, are laughing here I would actually reply we are also just friends <laughs> Porkins extends his hands outward uh, oh by the way the picture for you fans at home is uh, from Hootkins from another movie where he plays a rough and tumble detective if I recall correctly it's uh, he looks real 50s gangster I believe that's from Batman I'm sorry from what? Uh, 1989 Batman. Oh, well, there you go. I don't know. I just grabbed a picture off the internet. So <laughs> the Porkins belly run. Liam <laughs> Hootkins. <laughs> to you saying, uh, we're all friends here. He extends his arms out in a very genial gesture and says, well, good. We're all friends then. Come on, have a seat. And if my comrades had nothing else to say, I would also say, why don't we all just have a and have everyone come out of the forest area. Uh, Porkins uh, waves his hand and says, oh no, they're fine where they are. I take out my warhammer and lean on it just to have it ready. <laughs> All right. Anybody else making uh, weapons ready or otherwise hostile gestures? Well, what are these? When, when I notice these people in the forest lands, are they hostile weapon ready? Uh, you peer into the woods and what'd you get? Oh, you got a 24 perception roll. Um, you can see that they're, uh, they've got a variety of like bows and crossbows and whatnot. And you can see that they're definitely armed, um, but nobody's pointing weapons at you. They're all kind of like, they're just, you know, one tree in or two trees in from the edge of the forest here in this clearing. And they're, they're keeping an eye on you, but nobody looks concerned. Nothing looks hostile. It looks more like a protection detail than an ambush. Okay. As long as, a. Uh... As long as I see that and everyone recognize that everyone's seen. I think I would also just pull out my little hand axe and put it across the my my horse here and um I proceed to walk on out. 
if anybody wanted to. I, I don't know why, but I pictured, <laughs> I pictured uh, fucking Jeff on the one side pulls out his warhammer and leans on it, and then uh, Peter pulls out like a scimitar and lays it across his lap, and then Fjordan takes out a little hand axe and sets it on his horse's head, <laughs> and the horse just leaves it there. <laughs> Are you going to dismount that horse? Are you going to jump down? Oh, I was going to stay on my horse. Oh. I'm still laughing at the name Porkins. <laughs> <laughs> He's still going. And Hootkins. And Hootkins. Porkins is, Porkins is taking it in stride. I uh, definitely did I'm staying I on thought he'd horse. be more offended. No, he's, he's, a, he's a, a larger individual that's uh, very comfortable in his body image and uh, doesn't appreciate you trying to shame him. <laughs> but you're beneath his notice Fair. so you guys hang out up on your horses and uh, Hirsch, Hirsch he hops down um, and he grabs off of the saddlebags from his horse uh, a little like uh, rolled up leather you know tied with a leather uh, is it really called a thong a leather thong just like uh-huh. a, a string of leather it feels uh-huh. weird it feels weird to say that there's like something tied up in a thong Anyway, he walks over and uh, and hands it to Porkins and goes, "There you go." And Porkins says, mm, "Oh, okay, interesting, interesting." Uh, he takes the thong off. Also weird to say. Uh, <laughs> Who and, took the uh, thong off? Porkins took his thong off. Oh, okay. <laughs> Porkins took the thong off of the off the leather wrapped uh, sheaf of paper. And you guys just kind of hang out idly while they talk business amongst themselves. Um, Parkins is uh, kind of reviewing this list, and he's asking Hirsch some questions about uh, what you guys have come to gather. These are like shipments, and Hirsch is delivering the schedule to Parkins, and they're going over um, what they want the iron brands to do and which shipments are going to get protection and how much. Hirsch is asking, like, very innocuous and pointless questions and Parkins is asking more of, you know, random other things. Uh, I'm going to have each of you guys make an insight check, by the way. Okay. Oh, goodness. Even with a plus five. Oof. Nine. Eight. Thirteen. Okay. Uh, Peter, you are getting kind of like a, uh, you can't quite put a finger on why exactly. Uh, you got a real, Deanna Troy thing going on here. You don't know why, but uh, you get sort of a shady feeling about this. Um, yeah, not about the encounter specifically, but about like the questions that Parkins is asking of Hirsch. Um, but you just you can't really put a finger on it. Hmm. Okay. And uh, <laughs> after they have a, a good, let's say maybe twenty minutes of conversation, Parkins is uh, he says, "Well, all right, that seems uh, everything's in order." Uh, We'll make sure we've got details there to protect all of these shipments, and that all sounds good. And uh, he kind of rolls up the parchment in the leather and ties the thong back around it. And Hirsch gives him a little uh, a sack of money, presumably as payment for the previous however long's operations. And uh, Porkins leans back with his now done skewer of meat, takes his meat knife out, and uh, just starts carving away and says, "Well." It was a pleasure meeting all of you, new fellow. Hirsch, you get on safe home to your daddy. And Hirsch says, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. 
Well, if I didn't perceive anything off by this, I figure that's a job well done by us. Yeah, yeah. You're thinking this is this is a milk run, man. What an easy uh, what an easy uh -huh. task. We did it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I guess we head on out. If that was the the job, that was the job. Cool. Anybody else got anything they want to say, do, laugh at, or anything else before you move on? Hmm. Boy, can't. <laughs> you all go like walk past him and just like shake his hand and like Borkins. <laughs> I'll ask him for some of his meat. Uh, he says, "Ooh, man who likes his meat," and uh, he like carves you off a little bit and tosses it to you. Thank you, Borkins. Gives you a little nod and touches the the rim of his fedora, and uh, you you uh, take a bite out of this meat. It's pretty good. He, uh, this this man knows how to spice a sausage. Well done, Parkins. It's Gives you another touch of the fedora. Is it like number one on the penis scale of sausage looking and all the best? <laughs> well, I don't think that. <laughs> did you just did you say did you just say number one on the penis scale of sausage looking? <laughs> no. Number one on the list. Of uh, penis looking sausages. <laughs> I know we're, <laughs> we're, look, we're making a list, so I figured it's gotta be on it. <laughs> oh my god, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> oh man. Oh wow. Is Especially since the list of penis shaped foods probably will not make the podcast. Yeah, uh, for the listener at home, because this is for sure not getting cut out now. Oh. <laughs> we, we were earlier, we were talking about the, the, a list of foods that we found on the internet that were shaped like penises because of the movie Superbad, where they talk about all the best foods are dick-shaped. <sighs> we found this terrible list that we could put no sense or order to, and that's what was just being referenced there right now, but in the most hilarious way. <laughs> so, there you go, you get fans. Oh, some delicious bark. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, my eyes are watering. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyway. You guys mosey your way back onto town, and uh, it's quite a it's quite a quite a journey here. You guys were a town. And it's a little bit after nightfall by the time you guys reach the town gates and get yourselves back in and return to House Philrith. You head on into the stables, you drop off your animals. They are very grateful for, uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I don't know, fucking whatever you do to animals when you bring them back from a log <laughs> walk. Food and shit, water, I guess. <laughs> what did we say? What did we say Jeff's horse was again? Clay the dick? Jim the dick. Jimmy Carl, dick. Jim. Jimmy Carl the dick. Jimmy Carl. Uh, Jimmy Carl the dick, the massive, massive horse that a, a massive man could ride, kicks over a water bucket. And you head on inside, and uh, you have this, like, awkward moment as you're sitting in the front foyer, and Hirsch is just, like, staring at you, and then kind of looking at each one of you in turn for kind of an uncomfortably long time. And he's just smiling, this sort of dopey smile. And nobody has anything to say. And then he goes, well, okay. And he just turns around and walks away. That was, that was, that was that, all right. 
A little bit later, uh, hearing the noise out in the hallway, um, Frederick, Phil Rith, the patriarch of the house, pokes his head out uh, and says, Ah, you've returned. Come. And ducks back into his study. I assume you all go to the study. Yes, we can go to the study. You mosey on in there. And uh, he has... uh, his remaining seven gold coins for this job laid out on the desk and he says you're payment for returning my son-in-law and you gather up the coins and as you guys are kind of turning to leave and it's like it's kind of weird and awkward because nobody's really saying much and he uh he says a moment if you would what was your impression of this errand well i would say that it was uh i don't like to come into environments where i feel like it's going to be an ambush i'll tell you that much he says you were ambushed um it looks like uh things didn't go right he would have uh he would have been prepared who was that exactly maybe i'd get to try to get a little more information about porkins uh he says oh yes porkins does appreciate a protection detail around him i assume there were some others of the iron brands uh, I would assume so as well. He says, well, that is to be expected in his profession. He is someone who protects caravans from bandits, and, well, that's not a profession that would make you a lot of friends outside of the legal circles. Other than that, I did not perceive uh, anything out of the order. It was uh, conducting business I was not paying attention to because that was not my job. He, uh looks over to Jeff and says, what about you? What did you think of it? You guys seem like a greaseball. I mean, he, he is probably up to something. He's giving Hirsch the side eye, and Hirsch seems pretty oblivious to everything. You get a little bit of a chuckle out of Frederick from that. Uh, going, who, who is Parkins? Is he one of the Iron Brands? Parkins is the leader of the Iron Brands, a group I've been contracting with for some time to guard my shipments in and out of town. I might give thought to contracting somebody else. He says, oh. Just a feeling I had. All right. Very well. And what about you? He says, gesturing at Peter. My takeaway? I don't know if you know this, but that guy's name is Porkins. (laughs) (laughs) Porkins. His name was Porkins. Porkins. Other than that, you know, we're not really... uh, I really paid to have impressions. Uh, he leans back in his chair, gives you a smile, does a very, uh, a very classic like steepled fingers, and then opens up a drawer, pulls out three gold, and throws it onto the desk, and says, "What if I paid you for your opinion?" And he's talking to me specifically. Yeah, he's looking right at you. <clears throat> <laughs> I think that. Hirsch is too stupid to be doing whatever that he is doing. And it uh, seems pretty likely that he's going to die sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs> he says, you think he's going to die from Porkins? Probably, yeah. This is interesting, interesting. I think that Hirsch is going to learn something. That probably he shouldn't have, and he's going to get killed just to make sure that uh, he never inadvertently talks about it again. Hmm. Well, I appreciate your insights. 
all of yours. I appreciate you protecting my son-in-law on this errand. You are, uh, who are you again? We are the very good adventuring team. Don't forget it. Says, I won't. And now talking about don't forget things, I believe we are owed a little bit more of our gold. I think we get another, uh, another seven at least. Oh, he, he gave that to you when you guys came in. Okay. Did I say that? I might not have said that out loud. Maybe you did, and I just want another seven. <laughs> no, okay. So we were paid up. <laughs> then I'm a- yeah, you guys are paid up, and Peter got another three for his opinion here. And uh, He says, and uh, are all of you for more work? We're always up for more work. He says, good. Uh, you guys go on to explain that you can be found over at the Sneaky Brisket, and he says that he will keep that in mind, and uh, when he has work for you, he will send word there for you. All right. That is good to know. Uh, some bows and courtesies and whatnot are exchanged, and you're shown out of the house, uh, maybe past the heavy snack tray, and <laughs> or sorry, heavy refreshments tray. Makes me think military for some reason. Uh, and that's the that's the end of protection services. There you go. You didn't have to Yay. follow somebody around that walked at the wrong pace for you. That's good because that's uh, that was the worry. But I, I was somebody just mentioned the other day, or I saw it on Twitter or something like that. That like when dogs are getting walked by humans, it's got to feel like an escort mission because we neither can run fast enough nor walk slow enough or whatever at the right speed like we're always walking the wrong speed for dogs (laughs) anyway uh so agree um how do you guys think that went fairly well yeah yeah good enough i i don't know i guess the we'll see how it turns out you know if you can actually make something out of this and it doesn't sound too terrible Campaign 2, Episode 14, Heavy Refreshments, was released on March 22, 2020. Stay safe, be responsible, and come back next week for more... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! And they're stupid. Like, he talks about, like, the Big Bang. I don't know about that. <laughs> like, dude, what the fuck even? Oh, you've reviewed all the science. Well, you know, I was sitting at home last night and I was double checking the math on the Big Bang. Yeah. You know, I just, I've never even seen a Big Bang before. I just don't know if I can believe it. Well, they say, like, they discover something that has to change their thinking on everything. What do they know? Well, I mean, I, uh,